When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Bengals fans, to the Roaring Reactions on the Running Through the Jungle channel on Fans First Sports Network. I feel like we should have a little bit more ominous music uh, for this Week 10 loss to the Texans. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with all the fellows today, Chase Younce, Tim Lyons, and Justin Lacey. Um... I'm, I'm really glad that we don't do these things right after the game. I think we were probably all ready to throw some equipment around. Uh, but here we are again, at five and four, a loss to the Texans. Um, brought them to five and four. Team in the AFC, we need to start stacking some AFC wins. It's a tough kind of a peculiar spot we continue to put ourselves in year after year so justin i'm gonna start with you what were your first impressions of the day's game where'd your mind go from it i'm gonna start with the very first drive of the game you know when burrow hit that whole shot that was a dot to turn in Irwin, i thought to myself like joe's gonna be feeling it he understands that he has a legitimate chance to win the nfl's mvp award and this was going to be one of those games where he's just going to put up an impressive stat line um, without any disrespect to the Texans. But I just didn't think that the uh, Texans defense was going to stop him today. That was my initial thought after the first drive of the game. Then the rest of the game happened. And then it just determined my attitude. Like, this is a more frustrating game watching this than I saw when we watched the Titans beat us 24-3 to or 27-3. to when we saw the Browns beat us 24 to three, and even when the Ravens beat us in week two, this game felt more, a little more frustrating than that because this team could not match up well with you on paper. And yet here they are dominating you from the offensive side of the ball. You got no pressure on CJ Stroud on the flip side. You stalled out on offense ridiculously after your first touchdown. And it just was like, huh? And I get it. We had multiple opportunities to win this game. The drop touchdown by Boyd that should have been the game winner is a killer because it's yet again another one of those things where I feel like Joe Burrow's shining moment to have a comeback win in that fashion gets robbed again. Just like week one in his very first NFL career. He throws the game winning touchdown pass to A.J. Green, but an overzealous OPI call wipes that out. Randy Bullock then misses that field goal, and then we lose. And it was like, huh? Burrow is, I get it. He threw the two ugly interceptions as well, too. But the story of the day was more on the defense. Like, the defense just couldn't get anything going to stop that offense. The Texans could not run the ball to save their lives all season long coming into this game. I understand C.J. Stroud has been great. Last week, we saw him pull off a heroic effort, throwing for 470 and five touchdown passes. 
But to do it again, really against our defense, I was thinking to myself, he's not going to do that again. But he ended up doing it again. And hats off to him. He played a great game. We had missed opportunities, but they also had opportunities to put that game at a much larger lead and it didn't work out in their favor. So at the end of the day, the right team won. They showed up and they showed out. I tipped my cap to the Houston Texans. They got a good one in C.J. Stroud. And ultimately, we got to regroup because Thursday night is around the corner and Baltimore just lost again, too, today. So they're not going to be a happy bunch when we come into town this Thursday. Yeah, the um, we really lost that war in the trenches uh, for sure. Their, their defensive uh, pressure push up the middle was exactly what we were lacking when we were on defense. Um, I, I thought we had some, you know, good splash plays. Um I expected us to make, and I, even if you go back to the predictions, I expected us to make those those halftime adjustments, those Lou Anarumo halftime adjustments, and come out and take control of the second half. The opposite happened with their offense came out and made those uh, made those changes, gave the ball up more, found holes in those zones. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing that like I didn't hit the panic. I will disagree with you watching the game one and the weather uh against the browns was, and and burrow not being able to get around that was probably the worst i've felt since burrow's gotten here um other than the game he blew his knee out on um, well, that, but i do agree. i do agree with that you know that we can make a lot of things about that week one game but i was saying like more of a frustrating like this was a very frustrating game today watching this because you're thinking as a Bengals fan you're healthy now there's no excuses. Yeah. Don't you can't use injuries as an excuses. The Houston Texans were missing a boatload of guys and they didn't practice all week. They didn't have Nico Collins at wide receiver, but yet you had Noah Brown just molly whoppers on the def- on their side of the ball. And we did we had our guys. You can talk about oh, we didn't have T. Higgins. It don't matter, man. Again, we have injuries across the board. That's why this game was more frustrating to me in that standpoint. But I I, I understand hey. that it's obviously Go ahead. Sorry. And frustrating part of me about that, uh, no Brown wasn't making uh, contested catches. He, no, there wasn't people all. within seven yards of him on half of his catches. Um, like it was I, the same run, the same play action, you know, fake to the running back, roll out to the right or left, and then Noah Brown is freaking wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> throw crazy. it back across. Uh, you know, he'd roll to his left, throw it back to his right, roll to his right, throw it back to his left. And that gap was there. They found the gap, and we never made that correction to it. Tim, what was your first impressions, and uh, where did your frustration lie? You know, when the game started, I was I was impressed with you know it's our typical you know run down the field, score touchdown, and then the and then when uh, we held the Texans, got the ball back, I was like, okay, well you know this could be a good game. Then the shit storm happened. You know, Schultz, I, I believe on that on that uh, next drive that the uh, Texans had, Schultz was wide open down the field. And unfortunately for me, my frustration is just this whole game was awful. You know, when I was watching it, I, Brown was wide open or whatever his name was, 150 yards. Oh, he had 170. Or, did he have 170? I thought it was 150. Yeah. But anyways, it don't matter. The defense played awful. The defense was awful. You know, yeah, partially had to do with because they were on the on the field a lot. You know, but 
when we, you know, cause three turnovers and not win this game and allow 500 and freaking 44 yards, over 150 rushing yards, 356 passing yards, only one passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns, you know, I don't know. Like, like I said in our text messages, where the f- is our defense at? Where was our secondary at? Why is nobody, you know, wh- why is nobody doing anything? You know, I understand that they're tired. I got that. I get it. They get tired. You know, if I was the defense, I'd be tired of being on the field all the time too. Joe Burrow had plenty of opportunities to, to, to get us in the scoring positions and to score touchdowns. Plenty of opportunities. You know, if it wasn't for Tyler Boyd, we would have never had that chance to tie the game. Yeah, he dropped the ball when it mattered. Yeah, he did. You're right. But he's not the one throwing two interceptions either. I'm sorry, but I'm putting a lot of this on Joe's shoulders today. It, he cost us this game. Those two interceptions, if he would have not have thrown those two picks, we would have won this game. There would have been no doubt. you throwing an interception in the freaking end zone? What the hell? Who was he throwing it to? Throw the ball away. Uh, the one where he's rolling out to the right, uh, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. 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 You know, who, who the hell are they throwing the ball to? Well, there goes points off the board. Three turnovers, zero points off those turnovers. Three off of zero, zero turnovers. I'm sorry, three turnovers, zero points. That's unacceptable. And, you know, I'm not going to say anything about, you know, us missing T or not. I don't care that we were missing T. Because Jamar Chase going out there with a bum back has over 100 yards receiving a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, 100, over 100 yards, you know, over 100 yards receiving. And, of course, you know, typical Bengals fashion, we, we ran the ball 11 times. 11 times. 11 times. You know, maybe that guy from, the you know, Texas, you know, was right. All we do is pass, pass, pass. You might get a run play in there every once in a while. And it's starting. It's starting to pile up a little bit on us. And, and I'm and not, I, go listen ahead. again. Not um, not a, a situation where we ran the ball 11 times for 25 yards. I mean, we're averaging 4.2 a carry. Right. That's a situation where you give the ball, like run the ball a little bit more, keep it honest, and, and get yeah. ahead of the chains. There were way too many times where it was, you know. First, second down, we're we're throwing that little uh, screen pass or this or that. We get two yards. We have an incompletion. Now it's third and eight, third and nine. It, it right. just way too much of that. I, I agree with you totally there. Um, and know, the the possession, the time of possession that you kind of alluded to there, yeah, it was fairly close um, yeah, when was. you look at it for the game. But the problem was is in that end of the first quarter and. Uh, midway through the second quarter, they seemed like they had the ball the whole time. It was like yeah. three and out, three and out, or turnover. There was, and there was five there was five straight punts. Five straight punts. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, and, uh, you know, one thing I'm going to say is this is Hudson, he he played a good, you know, he, he, he played, I, I, I think he played fairly well today. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't end up with 100 yards and a touchdown or nothing, but Hudson came in there and did his job. Boyd came in there. He played well. You know, Chase played well. But I put this blame, and I'm sorry. Well, actually, I'm not even sorry. I don't even care. I put that this blame on Burrow. Burrow cost us this game. He cost us this game. 
you know, and I know he, I kind of listened to his uh, conference a little bit ago, just mm. a little bit. And he's like, oh, we just need to work. No, you need to take responsibility. You need to be the quarterback that you're getting paid to do. Making stupid plays, making stupid passes for interceptions, that's really unacceptable. If he is a true top top three quarterback in the NFL, that was those were kind of a, I don't know if he was just trying to push the ball down the field. He was in a hurry because he knew yeah. we were behind. You know, when I you when, I can get that one, the guy dropped back um, and he didn't throw it with any arc uh, when he was rolling out to his right trying to hit that t- touchdown when you're down two scores, five minutes left. I get mm-hmm. your press in a little bit. Um, still a pretty bad pass. The other one, like you got to know who your who your audience is, man. You're trying to throw a seam route to Drew Sample and expect him to catch the ball, uh, you know, in between the linebacker and the safety and make a heroic jumping catch. That's not who you got running that route. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I I agree with that one. That was totally on him. Uh, Chase, what uh you got you edimit, uh, uh hear these sediments and. Uh, think they're right or you got a little take different take on the game you guys can hear me correct right gotta ask every time yes sir yeah i yeah i echo all the sentiments and everything I, I, you know me being a stats guy numbers guy let me drop you some stats here real quick so um the texans are nine and two in their last 11 games against cincinnati Bengals. they have our number uh the we haven't beaten the texans in cincinnati since 2005 we won 16 to 10 against david carr um, another thing is this, the home team hasn't won, uh, you know, a game in this series since the 2013 AFC wildcard game between these two teams. It's been a road and road series, regardless of who's at quarterback, who's playing in this game. It, and I'm not saying that's the reason why we lost. It's just one of those things that kind of haunted me throughout the week when it came up to this game. I'm like, this is just a weird feeling about this one, you know, and I didn't expect the Bengals to somewhat over you know overlook the texans or anything i don't think they overlooked them they just didn't execute and that's what me and justin talked about on our show like if if the Bengals don't execute at all if we execute we're gonna win the game we didn't execute and obviously we didn't win the game um it's just man man it is it is really frustrating to to see devin singletary you know a cast off of the buffalo bills go for his career high 150 plus yards and Noah Brown, I got a text saying that Noah Brown is really good. Noah Brown just happened to be guarded by Casper the Ghost today. No one wanted to guard Noah Brown. It's unbelievable in my mind. Like, oh, he has like three or four catches where he's finding the soft spot in the zone. And again, why are we playing? Why are we playing zone? You know, uh, it's it's incredible what happened today. Five hundred and forty-four yards given up, just like Tim mentioned. I, it, man, like. I, you know, I understand CJ Stroud, you know, really good quarterback. He should be considered an MVP conversation right now. He really should. Like after this game today, he really, he, he should, but it is, it is super frustrating when, you know, this team has won before without some of their top guys. And we have all of these weapons and just seeing teams like Baltimore or seeing, you know, teams like Cleveland and Pittsburgh today, uh, win their games when Pittsburgh has a great defense and no competent offense and Cleveland Browns have a great defense and a very inconsistent offense. And we are so blessed with weapons. We are blessed with a great defense coordinator and we just don't decide to show up today on both sides of the ball at any opportune uh, times of the game. And we decided, Oh, we're going to play cardiac cats and we're going to give you guys a heart attack. We're going to give you guys false hope. 
we're gonna oh we're gonna we're gonna make a tie ball game and everything and then losing the end that was a typical bungles fashion right there i the bungle days are over but i mean that was just a blast from the past and i don't think i've been this mad at a game since regular season game mm-hmm. since week one of 2022 against pittsburgh steelers that so a bungles relapse a bungles so, uh, relapse to say the least I, yeah yeah AA therapy might be might be good but i'll say this man just i mean all the emotions came out today there were a lot of plays where joe burrow was able to extend plays and make some good ones but when he made the bad plays oh my goodness they were terrible i mean like like just mentioned i mean the first interception that burrow threw in the fourth quarter i thought the game was just it was canned right there you know he overthrew drew sample of all people drew sample of all people yeah, that's a tough throw to make throws it over the hands of drew sample and intercepted that's tough the second one oh my gosh man just it's first down and goal just throw it away live to fight another down and i'll say again when we got you know a couple plays before boyd dropped the touchdown and i will say this tyler boyd did not cost us the game people that are saying all that stuff just you know keep your thoughts to yourself or or just go somewhere else with all that stuff when it's first and goal you know from the seven yard line and time is not an issue why aren't we running the football when you're averaging four yards a carry? Why aren't you running a draw play? Why aren't you doing any of that stuff? And you decide, you know, instead decide to pass the football when they have a, you know, a pretty energetic front. And they're like, oh, we got a sack. What was it? Sheldon Rankins had a career game. Hadn't had three sacks in over three years of his career. And had three sacks today, I believe. He had like two or three sacks. He had a it's lot three. of hits over today. It was unbelievable yeah. just to see. That made him look like Aaron Donald. Exactly. It made him look like Aaron Donald had three laps of the Super Bowl. But it's just it's crazy because you you throw on first down, get sacked. You run the quarterback draw on second down, don't get a single thing out of that. And then the third down play the boy, you know, it it, it sucks that he dropped that. It really does. Yeah. It but it's just the first down and second down. It should have got to that. Down. They <laughs> yeah, they set up your third down and it's like, "Oh, it's okay. We'll get him back on the next down." Well, and that's critical situation of coaching. You gotta have a better play call out of there, man. And it, it's just really frustrating to watch that whole thing. And, and and again, I think we all know the defense was just so bad today. They, they really were. It was, I mean, it was every aspect possible. CJ Stroud made some Joe Burrow like plays that we're used to seeing Joe Burrow make, getting out yep. of the pocket, running around, and everything. Yeah, CJ CJ Stroud's a, a great player. They, they have a very <laughs> good young team. Yeah, but but I I started having the frustrations with play calling in the second quarter. Like I, I, again, pass, pass, pass. Like, run. What are we doing when we're running the ball for four or five yards a clip? At least sprinkle it in there. Also, those guys are pinning their ears back and rushing up the field. Yep. Our guys aren't pass blocking very well. Get get them to be honest, and you can do that by running the football. If they just know that they're coming after you every play, then Rankins looks like Aaron Donald. That's what happens. <laughs> Justin, you want to say, yeah, two things. Number one, a Bungles relapse is a great way to define how this game was. It should be titled a Bungles relapse. It's exactly what we saw today. And when it came to the second interception, the reason why you got to put that on Burrow, even I mean, the first, both of them on Burrow, like those yeah. are just unexcus- inexcusable. But the second one was even more inexcusable and damn near frustrating 
and it is frustrating, was because you had it right there in your lap with Jamar Chase catching the ball, taking a late hit, gotten 15 yards, the penalty yards added on top of it to get you right there in scoring zone. You didn't have to force that throw. And I know mm -hmm. he's going to beat himself over the head with that because that one right there, we all thought, all right, this game's over after that one. It was very cool to see CTB go and get the interception right back and basically give the offense another shot. Man, he, he played that just, really well, too. He really did. And, you know, if somebody is going to give my game ball uh, on the defense side of the ball, really it's going to be him, although he had a lot of missed tackles, too. So with that being said, even the, the, the touchdown run that Mixon had to, to put it within three points, before that even happened, Joe Burrow missed a wide open Trenton Irwin on the right side, on the right in the right flat. He missed him yep. wide open. I don't know what, what what was that like. It was, it was just so many things that I saw from this offense. The play calling was just garbage. The rushing game was just garbage. You had rushing lanes there if you would have paced yourself. There was no creativity. It just felt like that. Take the ball and shotgun, and then just hope that somebody comes open. Yeah, you can move the pocket a little bit here and there, but it was just it was just god awful today with the offense after that very first drive of the game. And yeah. even when we did make it interesting late in the game and could have won the game, the right team ultimately ended up winning, and that was Houston because they showed up, they showed out. CJ Stroud played electric today, even though I don't think he's better than Burrow, but he played, like you said, Chase, similar to like what Burrow has done. And he even said himself after the game in the post-game uh, interview, is like he's a very big fan of Burrow. He does model some of his game after him as well, too. And it felt like that Joe Burrow lost his game to Joe Burrow 2.0. Simple as that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'll tell you one, and I agree with you. I'm probably going to give CTB my game ball on defense. That said, frustration i have with him i don't understand why he doesn't wrap up to tackle 15 seconds left his ball in the left flat and he goes and throws a shoulder instead of wrapping up and making a tackle you should have done everything in your power to keep that guy in bounds because if he's in bounds they only had one timeout left they call their timeout left there but then they're having a hard time running that next play they're very much more limited because they now if you run another play you have to get out of bounds you don't have time to run it, go up and spike the ball and get the field goal unit out. Would have caused a whole new set of issues if he would have tackled him inbounds and there would have been 14 or 13 seconds left. So, you know, you start looking at little plays like that, plays like uh, they just compounded each other, like the play with the uh, Burrow interception, the play with um, Boyd dropping the ball. It was just one after the other after the other. If any one of a handful of plays go differently, we're, we're having a good time on this. We're still having some concerns, but we're, we're in a much better mood. So I, I don't know. The, the other thing that major concern I have, Hendricks getting rolled up on after the play was over out of some nonsense, silliness. I, I, I hope he's okay. I, I didn't look good. But, uh, yeah, Trey Hendrickson is our pass rush at this point in time. So if we don't have him, we're a totally different-looking defense. Can I ask them real quick? Yeah. Why don't we move Trey Hendrickson around left and right like the best pass rushers in the league do, just like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Michael Parsons, Nick Bosa, they move him around left and right. Why don't we move Trey Hendrickson around and toy the defense a little Chris bit? Jones. Chris Jones and the defensive tackle Aaron Donald moves around today. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop. We was, 
Hey. I was talking about that on Twitter Spaces before we uh, did our show. Is yeah. that that got conversation got brought up? It's yeah. our defense literally becomes predictable because Trey oh. Hendrickson on a D line, he's always lined up against the left tackle and he doesn't move around. That is you, very frustrating, honestly. I'm gonna tie him up on the left side and ship him every single time if he wants. To. You know, you are gonna line him up on the left side if he's moving around every play. You gotta go check to the line, do all this stuff, and it puts the offense in a flux. But yeah. I. Yeah, you know, we we said earlier in the year, like, why aren't we running Jamar Chase in in more, um, you know, sprint uh, motion? Why aren't we moving him, you know, in and out, out and in, all over the place? We start doing it immediately, 12 catches in one game, 15 catches in another. Like, I don't know, you probably got a point there, Chase. Now, listen, all the doom and gloom said – I'm going to revert back to one thing before we go take a quick break. Next week, we're 5-4 just like we have been in the past three years. Next week, we have a must-win game Thursday night football in Baltimore. And if somehow we can get our act together and come home with a win, every team in the division except one is going to have four losses because – the Browns and the Steelers are playing each other. So we're going to bring that pack in real tight if we can pull that off. So not all hope is lost yet, but we got to win Thursday night football. So with that said, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, take a quick second while we're uh, playing these commercials. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share share on your social media share with a friend get us out there if you're uh, on youtube go ahead hit that thumbs up button we'll be right back in a second all right welcome back to the roaring reactions and coaches cliff notes here on the Running Through the Jungle Channel, Fans First Sports Network, we actually have a couple of little Coach's Cliff Notes. I don't know if any of you guys watched any of it. I think, Tim, you made a comment to it. Um, not a whole lot of meat on the bone in these uh, press conferences. There normally isn't. Um, Cincinnati is at home. It was hard to hear. It was kind of some layup questions. Um, the only thing that uh, Zach Taylor said um, – you know, he, he said one thing that keeps uh, irritating me. He said, I don't know. I'll have to check the tape. I'm tired of that. Like, I stop. Stop. We know that that's a way out for you. I, I Whatever. I get that. The other thing he said, we had, um, we had too many opportunities uh, to make plays to win the game to focus on one play. I think we've all kind of shared that sentiment. Um there was at least a handful of plays that could have won this game for us. Uh, he said that, you know, taking away um, some of the heat from Tyler Boyd, that was kind of the question that was led there. But I will say, um, you know, partly because Tyler Boyd's earned that right. You know what I mean? He's a veteran that doesn't drop a lot of balls. Today was a, an anomaly for him in my mind. Um, and then – Joe Burrow came out, obviously not in a great state of mind. Um, wasn't, uh, as Tim said, was kind of deflecting of, of most of the questions that were asked. One thing that he said that kind of stuck out in my mind, he said, oh, I thought Zach called a really good game the second half. 
So does that mean he didn't call a good game the first half? Like, am I reading too much into that? Because I, I felt like I, I thought the same thing. I thought he caught a pretty terrible second quarter. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're, we're seeing some, you know, some dislikes of play calls and play calling. Uh, anybody read anything into those comments or business as usual or where are we going from there? I'll say one thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was one point, I believe, in Burroughs' press conference. I was listening to him for a bit. And you were talking about, you know, the microphones, audio is not too good with the reporters here in Cincinnati, okay? Not, not too good. But someone said, how does this loss make you feel? And Burrow just was like, you watch the game. What do you think? And yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to just say this for the the journalists and all the you know other media that are coming out there. I'm in college going for journalism. They're talking about, all right, there's no such thing as a stupid question. That right there is a stupid question to ask <laughs> Cincinnati. It's, it's, you know, it's a valid question to ask, man, why'd you throw that one pass on first and 10, on first and, first and goal, whatever it was, to throw a pick? Why'd you throw that? That's one valid question you can ask. But how does this feel? How does this make you feel? Bruh, the, the, okay, the journalism, man, like, it pisses me. Be better. Me. Be better. At, be better. Come on. That's all I and you, and you know what's funny is this, Chase. You know who asked that that question, don't you? I'm trying to it, think. Who, who did it? It was James Rapine who asked what? that question. Really? Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. It was James I, Rapine because I, I was listening, and he goes, and I thought it was funnier than hell when, when Burl goes, you watch the game. You tell yeah, me. That was hilarious, yeah. Like, hello, Captain Obvious. We're not, yeah. you know. I, that, yeah, that was a stupid still, question. Yeah, come on, time and place. But still, it's it's a, it's a valid question to ask, man. What were you doing on that first and goal, or the first and ten from the fifteen yard line? That's a valid question. But that I, again, again, I don't sound like Stephen A. Smith. I agree. I do want to add because I saw I saw Cliff notes of the press conferences, but I didn't listen to the press conference either one of them because I was just too fuming. I was too much in my own space, mad over the game. But based off of the cliff notes that I did see, I'm not really impressed with what I've heard or so to speak. Uh, it just feels like this, this team just operating with the mind frame of what us fans feel like this was a game that you shouldn't have lost, that you had the golden opportunity to stake your claim into a lot of things. And you just you just let me just call it what it is. You shit the bed at home. You were dominating cats at home, minus the Baltimore game, which you almost won that game too, by the way, with the Hurt Borough. But this was a game that you had all the opportunity in front of you. You win this game. You carry that momentum going into Thursday night, and you happen to pull off that dogfight coming up. Then all of a sudden, you're showing yourself as not only that the number one contender in the AFC, but your quarterback is the front runner of MVP, and people really are going to take you serious as – the team that might get the number one seed that kind of goes out the window a little bit after today. Now the season is not lost. It's not, but the accountability, the accountability mirror has to be held up in front of their faces. And I think that there's just so sick and tired of just not playing up to their standard. And they know this. I think Joe Burrow's also showing that he's really frustrated with the dumb questions too. Um, because if I'm getting hearing responses like that, that just tells me, man, look, he don't want no parts of this. 
right now and he's just too upset and angry and mad at himself because i think that he does know he kind of cost this team the game too even though he did fight them back in it single-handedly it felt like in the uh, in the second half but yep. that's that's my overall takeaway from with this so i feel like this team vibe in their approach based off of the cliff notes from the press conferences yeah i could see i could see the the take where he he kept us he got us in the game and took us out of the game at the same time you know i i get, I get that uh burrow stats 27 of 40 for 347 two tutties and two picks take two picks away we're talking about how great joe burrow is right and some of the balls he threw <laughs> it just he he's special man he's fun to watch um he just gotta make and listen i don't think that the balls he threw, I don't they weren't physical errors to me. They were mental errors. He's got to be sharper, make better decisions with the ball, period. Um Stroud was 23 of 39 for 356. One tutty, one pick. You talk about similar games, similar numbers, similar, like old fashioned duel for gunslingers, man. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it was uh it was very interesting. So I know this is gonna be tough. But, but I'm going to make you do it. Justin, give me your offensive and defensive game balls. Offensive game ball, I'm going with Jamar Chase. He played hurt, got us back into the game with big catches, called a long ball touchdown, as we know. Um, and really, I think that they should have kept featuring him in that final drive or even a drive before that when Joe Burrow threw out Illivite's interception. I just felt like that he was the he was the light that kept this offense going in a moment where it seemed dark and his presence on the field still speaks a large volume. So he gets my offensive game ball, even though we didn't win on the defensive side of the ball. It is tough because I can't really pick any of them other than CTB getting an interception that put us right back in this spot to go score and almost basically pull out the win. I guess, you know, as an honorable mention, I'll give him that. But I did pick Sam Hubbard before we even started, like in the last episode, uh, when we did our last episode of Run Through the Jungle. Mm -hmm. I picked Sam Hubbard to get my game ball as he's the Cincinnati kid. He was missing today. So obviously you can't select him for the on-field performance, but he just showed his value is why he should be on the field because that run defense was absolutely atrocious. And if Sam Hubbard would have played, you would like to think, that that run defense would have been a hell of a lot better. However, no excuses, no injury excuses at all. So I could give him an honorable mention, but I will stick with CTB for now. Yeah, I definitely like that take. Uh, Hubbard definitely showed his worth by not being there. Uh, sometimes you don't miss it until it's gone. Kind of, kind of a conclusion there for me. Tim. I'm going to throw it over to you. Offensive and defensive game balls. How do you see it? Anything different from uh, what Mr. Lacey said? Uh, I agree with him. Jamar Chase deserves the offensive game ball. You know, he, he went out there when he was hurt. And you could kind of tell because, you know, he was only targeted six times in that game. You know, you know so you, you I'm, I'm under the assumption that he was still, you know, battling with the injury. So, yes, Jamar Chase oh, definitely you, game ball. If you watched him, I mean, there were I, I, a handful of times he didn't even run a route. At right. least a handful of times. And he run a route. He was getting – he literally had safety roll over, corner on him, double teamed, and they said hike, and it was a pass play, and he just stood there. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I think most of the time he was in there for decoy, you know, so Boyd mm -hmm. and, you know, whoever else could get open. But I'll tell you this right now. If 
Tyler Boyd would have caught that touchdown, he would have been my game ball for the, for the day. Uh, Defensive-wise, you know, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to give it to Jermaine Pratt. You know, even though CTB had that pick, you know, he 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 allowed quite a few plays that uh, shouldn't have happened. So I'm going to give mine to Jermaine Pratt. He had a tackle for loss, not, I think, nine or ten uh, tackles. Um, so mine's going to go to Jermaine Pratt. Yeah, you know, that is that is what you live and die with CTB. And he's an aggressive corner. He's going to get called for some penalties. He's going to give up a, a, a splash play here and there, but he's also going to make them. And it's four out of five games that he's got a, a pick. I, I'll live with it. I'll live with the aggression. I kind of dig it. Uh, but I understand when people get frustrated. Chase, putting you on a spot. Offensive, defensive game balls. What you got? Offensive, it's Chase, uh, Jamar Chase. Um, he had the, the big touchdown that cut it to three uh, before the end of the third quarter. He had a couple of really big catches down the stretch. So he was obviously had a big part to be on the field and everything. Uh, I do agree with Tim. If Boyd would have caught that touchdown, it, you know, it would be a little different. And we'd obviously be very happy about that. On the defensive side of the ball, I'll tell you two things. One person I'm not giving the game ball to was Nick Scott. Why is he out on the field? I don't understand that. And the second thing is <laughs> this. This sounds real cliche, but I'm giving the I'm giving the defensive game ball to the second quarter offense. They they kept it away from us. Our offense kept it away from us. So I'm gonna go second quarter offense gets a defensive game ball for the MVP. I ain't holding back right now. All right, I went and took a drive real quick, just chilled out, everything like that. But nah, I'm I'm back with the energy, bro. Um, nah, second quarter offense, man. Zach Taylor, thanks a lot. Ah, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, Jamar Chase, five catches, 124 yards, a touchdown, almost 25 yards, uh, a a reception. The touchdown, um, the 40, what was it, 64-yard touchdown? 64-yard touchdown. Yeah, 64, 64, yeah. Was another play where he did not go out on a route. He was checked down, and when Burrow rolled to his left, he took off. And that's just two guys knowing each other and, and doing their thing, man. And uh, that was that's pretty awesome to see. But yeah, I think Jamar Chase gutted it out. I think if the T Higgins doesn't pull a hamstring in practice, he's not out there. Um, and, and you know, because he went out like that, you know, they say well, going out on your shield and, and fighting, or whatever. Uh, I give that to him. Um, I mean, Burrow didn't have a bad stat line. If he doesn't throw, if he if he gets three tutties and one pick. Then maybe we talk about, um, but that's not what happened. Now on the defensive side of the ball, here's my problem with the defensive side of the ball. Four out of five top tacklers in our game today on our side of the ball were in our secondary. That's not a good sign. Um, we had, I had, let's see. I think we had seven for Pratt is what I got. I've got nine for Cam Taylor-Britt, eight for Hilton, eight for Awuzier, seven for Dex Hill. Um, and no, a nine, nine for Pratt as well, but only four uh, solo tackles, five assists. So four out of our top five. I was happy to see that, like I said, you know, um, we're talking back. 
a stage. We've been lit up by tight ends recently. Uh, Schultz gets off to a big start. Um, and then we finally roll Dax Hill over and play on top of him. Uh, that was a good move. He only had one catch after that. Uh, it was a good catch. It was a big catch, but um, he only had one catch uh, after we started rolling uh, Dax Hill up and press coverage on him. Um, uh, Nick Scott, again, he's one of those guys where he doesn't hurt you like as a safety. He doesn't hurt you get burnt on big plays very often. But, man, he has plays right in front of him. He just doesn't make either. Uh, especially tackling and I, why we throw him on a blitz. Like that's just a waste to me. Um, even when he gets home, he just whiffs. So I would quit doing that. Everything said and done. I mean, I got to give CTB getting that interception. That's who I got to give the defensive game ball to. Um, but clean, clean sweep for Jamar with us. Um, Showing again, he's becoming a leader, uh, sucking it up, going out there and, and doing his thing, and uh, special to watch, man. They're a lot of fun to watch when they're when they're going right, but um, definitely needs some defensive help. But that said, it's over with. We're all into Baltimore. We gotta go win this game. Chase, what are your final thoughts? Before we get into uh, dissecting this game on Cut to the Chase, be on Tuesday night, YouTube, Wednesday morning for you on your audio podcast. Before you dissect the game too much coming up for Thursday, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, I got three words for, uh, for Thursday night. I am frightened because we have not won a road uh, night game in 11 years. That was on Thursday night football, but obviously we'll deep, dive deep more, you know, do a deep dive into that a little bit more. But, you know, if the players show up and ball out with their backs against the wall, then, you know, there's a chance to win this football game. But if we come out flat and everything, it's going to be a very, very long night from the Bank Stadium. Yeah, it could it definitely could turn out that way. Tim, what are your, what are your final thoughts before we wrap this up? First thing I want to say is, and I just want to say two things here. First thing is, you know, I want to give CJ Stroud props. That that kid went out there and balled today. And I, you know, I, I, I am eating crow. Um, like I said on uh, Wednesday, um, I give him props, and and he's going to be a hell of a quarterback in years to come. Um, when it comes to this game that's coming up on Thursday against the Ravens, yeah, I'm a little. A little worried, you know, because if uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Gus Edwards decide to run the football all over us, and then uh, or Lamar decides to sit in the pocket and throw some deep passes to Andrews or OBJ, because they're actually playing playing pretty well, but their third their fourth quarter defense doesn't show up. So let's hope that the the defense doesn't show up for the whole four quarters instead of just the fourth quarter for us. Who there? Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting matchup when you look at them running the ball and uh, looking at us being very ineffective right now against the run. Justin, what are your final thoughts, my friend? 
you know, as frustrating as this game was really was for being a Bengals fan, this was still a very entertaining game when it all shook down in the end. Um, you had us on the edge of our seats. You had a lot of eyeballs watching this game if they were tuning in. Whether if you're not a whether if you're not a Bengals or Texans fan and you're just a casual NFL watcher, a part of you was looking at this game thinking, is the Bengals going to pull out the comeback win? I was I was I was thinking that too. So it was a very entertaining game from that standpoint. I think this tells us more about the Houston Texans. Uh, we've already mentioned CJ Stroud, but shout out to D'Amico Ryans, man. I think that he should be the odds on favorite to win coach of the year now with the team with the job that he's doing with this team never mind cj stroud but this is an undermanned texas team that was missing a lot of guys and yet they've now won two straight games in close game fashions one of them being on the road against a severe afc super bowl contender in the cincinnati Bengals, and yet D'Amico ryan showed them that you don't need to be phased by this they humbled us and we cannot be walking around here thinking that we're hot stuff when we haven't proven a lot of stuff yet, we did a great job winning four straight games after starting off one and three. But this is going to be an absolute test of the season now in this game in Baltimore on Thursday night. Yeah, we, we can say all we want to. We can't lose the game. But at the end of the day, they still got to go out there and play the game. And I'm not going to say our season is going to be over if we don't win. But man, yeah, your season looks a hell of a lot better if you do win. And the confidence is going to just shoot far high through the roof into this i'm sorry into the sky so as frustrating as i was and i'm still am frustrated it's probably gonna take a little bit for me to get over this of course what an entertaining game i gotta give it that it was such a great game to watch if again if you're a casual nfl watcher so mm -hmm. that's my parting shots those are the t those are what i'll leave the fans with i'm still gonna you know be confident in this team this we still got top two top three top two quarterback in the league and Joe Burrow. And I feel like that we will do a great job and rebound some point at, you know, I, I'm not going to be worried too much about it because it's not like that. He stunk up the whole entire joint today. So um, just tough loss, frustrating loss more than anything, but we, we going to have to rebound. We have no other choice. Yeah. It's uh, what really comes to my mind is it's the NFL, man. These, these are professionals that come out to play. No one's going to roll over unless you're playing the New York giants. Um, they seem to be rolling over, getting looking for belly rubs. But these guys out here come to play, and and look, we got another another young gun in the AFC, man. Quarterback, the quarterback room in the AFC is deep, deep. Uh, he looks like he could be the real deal, and gonna it's gonna get interesting um, for the future as well. But yeah, we. We gotta we gotta do a better job in the um, in the trenches for sure. Our offensive line um, it is up the middle, not doing the job. The guards they can run block better than they can pass block right now, and that's a problem when you're gonna pass the ball eighty percent of the time. So we gotta figure that part off. Either rescheme some things, or we're gonna have to start looking for new pieces uh, going forward. Um, that's for the coaches to figure out, right? Also on defense, Trey Hendrickson worries me. Hubbard's calf worries me because this isn't the first time he's had a calf injury. So if we're looking at our depth pieces next week going into Baltimore, Miles Murphy, this is baptism by fire. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to figure it out kid um so there's it, gonna be a lot of uh leaning on some guys hill and reed are gonna have to play better than they did today that's for sure so but hey we'll dig in more on that uh like i said we'll cut to the chase wednesday night aka thursday uh morning on your podcast wednesday night on your youtube channel you'll uh you'll see us on running through the jungle we'll dive into that game a little bit more we'll dive into the season a little bit more and uh man why we always make it so tough on ourselves guys it's just a rough one but for Chase Younts, Justin Lacey, Tim Lyons, I'm Brandon Harriet. Thank you for joining us on the Roaring Reactions, the Coach's Cliff Notes. Till next week, who day? We'll see you then.